Um, but I don't know. What do you want to, as far as the rest of the episode, what do you want to chat about? Garage. I'm Corey Cope. I'm Freddie Woff. We got a kickstart for you. It is June 8th today. We June 8th. I can't believe, dude. We're second week of June of 2020 already. Crazy, man. It's just so much happening so quickly. And dude, we're just weeks away from uh, a movie that occupied a great deal of your time last year. It's going to finally, hopefully, be released. And that's unhinged that you did with that airport he last. And it's with uh, a Russell Crowe. Very excited to see that. Yeah, you and me both. So excited that uh, along with that movie. Um, Drum roll, please. Yeah. We, we revisited the awesome Angel Heart. And we covered Angel Heart because. You go ahead. We have our first Filmnesia release. We talked about it for so long. We never talked about what it was about. But Filmnesia and its premise is the scientists of the world have created this pill that if you take this pill, you will forget a very specific movie that you want to forget so you can enjoy it again for the very first time. And our first guest is Mr. Derporte, and he chose Angel Heart. So we all got to revisit it for the first time. For me, anyway, it's been the first time in 30 years. And it was so fun. This conversation is such a blast to listen to Derek talk about how much he enjoyed the movie and how much it how much it impacted it hit, hit all of us, really. We all kind of felt very similar to uh, how the movie affected us because we're all so close in age. But, man, what a fun conversation that was. Yeah, man, it was really, really a good time. I mean, um, again, it's one of those movies that – you know, until you're sitting and you're right in the and you're in the middle of it, you you know you you forget how great it is. Uh, I mean, I I just saw it six months ago and watching it again. You know, prior to our conversation, I was you know is enthralled. It's funny, you know, I don't want to go on too much because we got a lot. You're going to get a lot of it on Thursday or Friday this week. Yeah, we are going to drop it out this week. Been very diligent this weekend, getting this edit together, making sure it was perfect uh, or at least listenable. You know, Derek was at home back east, so uh, we did a remote, just no different than <laughs> than you and I doing all these remotes we've been doing for the last two and a half months. Derek sounds perfectly fine, no problems there. And uh, But, man, it was so fun talking about that and the little tangents that we both always go on when we're talking about other movies and just kind of how uh, little sidebars here and there. It was just like him being in the room, and it, and it was just a great conversation. And uh, we're looking forward to sharing it with everybody. And it conceptually, Filmnesia uh, was a fun idea, but to see it finally implemented, even just in the raw form of just the conversation, not even touching the edit, it was like, wow, that was so much fun. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely, uh, you know, for us, it, it was uh, it was very, it was different than what we do uh, weekly. And, uh, you know, it, it was fun to talk you know, all aspects of the filmmaking and, you know, and how it shaped uh, a filmmaker. And, uh, you know, it, it was, it was really an interesting um, 
exercise. And I think you guys are really going to dig it. And uh, yeah, man, I can't wait to hear it. So uh, we're going to go ahead and play a little sample of that now. Just a little, little, little tip, a little snippet, just so you can uh, whet your appetite. And uh, there you go. Give me an angel heart. Give me American Dreamer. Give me unhinged. Unhinged. You know, give me something that has some bite and it's not just, you know, something that we waited a year and a half for because it was all being done in a computer. Hey, Derek, I want to ask you a question just quickly. Uh, sorry, quite don't, but before I forget, did you, so I've seen Angel Heart, I, I can't tell you how many times, up, upwards of 30. I, until last night, because I wanted to watch the film so I'd have it fresh in my head, I never noticed at the end when he's walking back to his hotel room right after after the reveal mm-hmm. at Cruise Mark's place. So, you know, there's the black figure sitting on the stool on the on a on a bench. Mm-hmm. He passes it. They look at him. And I never realized that was De Niro until last night, man. Well, I don't think that I, you know, I, I, it's weird because <laughs> I don't think that it was De Niro in all the other shots because it just doesn't right. look like it could have been. But no, I no, I, I definitely knew that. I just I, you know, I think they just he was just in there for that shot because he knew what was uh what was going on. So now that we've got a little promotion out of the way we never promote anything so that because we never have anything to promote so that's always kind of fun to <laughs> do a little right? thing right there something new but uh oh, yeah. anyway if we didn't we don't say it at the end of the episode but but thank you to derek for for doing the episode with us it was a lot of fun and and uh we're planning some other things in the future uh with other filmmakers and uh you know you may see derek return yeah absolutely man we and we and we can't you, you'll hear in the episode maybe why he may return Oh, whoa, that's also more more reason to listen, right? Cool. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Anyway, so here's get to the kickstart aspect of our show this week. Um it's it's tomorrow's the ninth, and uh trying to figure out what can we talk about, what's coming out this week, what are you looking forward to? But in between last week and today, I completely forgot about the Jaws 4K release. So I went and picked that up at Best Buy. It was a Best Buy exclusive. I haven't had a chance to crack it open yet, but the reviews on it across the board saying Jaws has never looked better. So any of that recent Blu-ray you picked up, uh, it's been improved on a great deal from all the reviews that I've been seeing. So if you have a Best Buy near you, uh, you probably have a hard time finding it because it's not even available online anymore. It kind of sold out really fast, which is really weird. It's not like a limited release and everything like anything like that, but I'm not surprised the shipping would sell out though. Because no one's going anywhere. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, and you can't go inside and grab it. So, and as it was, I had to do a little curbside pickup at not even the, not even like my Best Buy. I had to go to one just along the way on the way to work and pick them up. I know which one you went to. I know you did. Ah, yeah. Also, out this week is not also out this week, but out this week, something I've been looking forward to for a while is a, a horror movie called We Summon the Darkness. And I don't know how much I've gotten into my love for Alexander Daudrio before, but I adore her and everything she does. And this is something I've been waiting for her for a while to come out where she's kind of like a little dark side, playing with the dark side of juxtaposition to her normal bubbly characters that she plays in movies. But that is out. It's a nice dark horror movie. And I'm really looking forward to seeing it just because she's, she's, she's cute and adorable. So I want to see her kind of play with the darkness a little bit and have some fun with it. But that's actually out tomorrow as well and isn't that is that is that alan trezza's movie the guy who wrote uh he wrote Barry and the x i believe so yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i remember he uh he reached out to me after uh our Barry and the x commentary and uh was uh you know 
they had just, I think they had just released it or it was about to be released. This was back in the, you know, in the late fall. But uh, yeah, man, Alan, uh, maybe we can get Alan on the show for a Filmnesia. He's a fan. This is, oh yeah, that'd be, that'd be a blast. But that, I'm really looking forward to this one. This one was really fun. Uh, and it's super cheap too. And this is, again, this is one of those ones that you want to, if you're into horror movies, you gotta support the smaller movies. And this is, you know, this is still, it's Lionsgate. It's still, you know, it's still quote unquote a studio movie, but it's not a big movie and, and you can get it fairly cheap. It's only, it's the list price on the silly ass movie is only 1699. I mean, how unusual is that for any studio to only sell a list price of a movie of under $17 and you can pick it up on pretty much anywhere for like around $15 right now. Just support the support the movies as much as you can out there for anything that you have small, especially the smaller ones. But yeah, this is I'm really excited to watch this and it's supposed to arrive tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to, to giving that a spin. Yeah, man. It's, uh, I forgot all about that until you mentioned it. Yes, uh, that is something that you know I am looking forward to seeing as well. My first exciting uh, thing I'd like to talk about is uh, Kino who we plug a lot on the show because we love Kino. Uh, they're putting out the uh, film noir box set, the dark set of cinema three. Uh, you can get three, I mean, three really good titles that, uh, you know, they're fairly obscure unless you're, a, you know, way in, deep into noir, but they're really good. <laughs> uh, you're going to get the abandoned, the lady gambles and the sleeping city. Uh, you know, and I'm very excited about all three of these titles because I want to say I probably have never seen The Abandoned. I'm aware of it. It's just a film that uh, I don't think there was a proper blue. I don't think there was a DVD ever. And I, I'm not even sure if it was ever available on VHS. I think, you know, they, they range, you know, I think they're all three from like 1949, 1950. They're real dark movies, man. And I'm very excited to see, you know, these Kino restorations and, you know, dive into these extras that, uh, you know, Kino, they do these things right, man. The other, dark side of cinema one and two are fantastic. So, you know, if you're into uh, the third one, you might want to move backwards and pick up the other two. The Abandoned is uh, Dennis O'Keefe, Gail Storm, and Jeff Chandler. Also, I think you get Raymond Burr in there and... Uh, yeah, that's the one I have not seen, so I'm very excited about that. Our good pals at Kino are also putting out Western Classics Volume 1, uh, which has some really fun movies in it. Uh, when the Dalton's Road, 1940, so we're going way back to 1940. It's 81-minute jaunt, so we've got that. The Virginian and Whispering Smith, and that's uh, Western Classics Volume 1. All, you know, Kino's done their... Uh, magic on another fantastic box set none of these movies uh as far as i know even have uh dvd or dvds or you know again i don't know that any of these titles maybe the virginian has a vhs but i mean you know we're going way back and i'm sure the quality wasn't great but the, these are you know these are movies that wouldn't see the light of day without you know the kino lorber people making that happen so again thank you guys uh i'm looking forward to both of these the last thing i want to talk about is God, it's going to be odd and you're going to laugh, but our good friends at Shout Factory are releasing on their Shout Select series, Princess Caribou from 1994, <laughs> sorry, Phoebe <laughs> Cates. And I think you've heard us in the past being bang the drum for Phoebe Cates. Yes. Because who doesn't love Phoebe Cates? Yeah. So Princess Caribou is making its, I, I want to say this is Blu-ray debut. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that, you know, the folks at Shout are going to do it right. It's a film that I saw in a theater. And probably haven't seen it since because I don't think I ever jumped in the V. I don't think, I think by the time it came out on VHS, I was, you know, busy being young and 
out and about and trying to figure out what I was doing with my life. Uh, but here we go. Now it's on Blu-ray. Shout Select, Princess Caribou, available on Tuesday, tomorrow. If you happen to have a desire, if you will, to to support these these projects and these films that we always talk about, um, and we've been really big, and we've said this before. Yeah, by direct. By, by direct from Kino or from Arrow or from Shout. Shout. Here's something that's really cool right now. Both the both the releases, uh, the film noir and the Western classics, one that you just talked about, you can get both those on because Kino's having a sale right now, and both those box sets are cheaper right now than they are on Amazon. You can get them for forty percent off for twenty nine ninety seven right now, as opposed to thirty five dollars for each of those. The film noir three and the Western classics one. That's awesome. So not only can you support everybody, this is part of this, this Memorial Day weekend sale is still going on. And they're just kind of, yeah. um, but that's what it's from. And that's, that's awesome to see that. And again, even if it's the same price, we'd still say the same thing. Support these guys because we don't want to have another situation where uh, a, a boutique house is threatened like Twilight Time was. And we got lucky that that got saved. But Kino kicks ass. Something last week that I talked about was the the lack of isolated scores in a lot of releases. You don't see them a lot in Blu-rays. And you reminded me about something during the week since then is that Twilight Time is almost all of the releases have an isolated score. And I'm like, well, shit, now I want to go back and watch everything that I that I bought from them because there are some amazing cues in there. And that's something fun to watch when you when you watch an isolated score where you have dead silence while you're watching a movie and then just all of a sudden these you know these these stabs just come out of nowhere it's oh man it's so great to watch a movie like that yeah i mean it's funny because every once in a while i will just put um you know i'll put one on I'll, i think i put on what did i tell you? oh it was uh who'll stop the rain then the nick nolte tuesday right. world you know and just sort of put it on and with the isolated score track on and it, it's really kind of fantastic when you're you know you're just sort of you're going about your business and all of a sudden these big crashes of uh, music come out of nowhere and you like look up and you're like oh oh yeah it's at that part it's yeah it's quite fascinating i mean i've always been a fan of uh the isolated score it was one of the things that i nerded out when i first got uh when i first got my first twilight disc i was like oh really wow they did that and then you know going back and setting it up that way and then you know giving it a spin it's it's funny because you know i mean how many times are you able to do that with a film right you know only have the score track going and it's it's interesting uh you know looking at these films without everything else uh distracting from just the score and seeing how effective a score can be completely and and it's funny when you look at some of those twilight releases they're bare bones but they all have that one little thing underneath it says isolated score like that's great it like I said last week it's something that you didn't see a lot back in the day right right and but boy to find out that i mean it was like it was like a whole new world opened up i'm like holy crap i went for talking about something that's so rare to a, a whole catalog that has that that uh that that feature available i'm like that that's it makes me want to like buy things that i didn't, I didn't really have an interest in owning or rebuy something that, an updated version kind of up i mean to me that's an upgrade i don't care how the blu-ray looks the fact that I can get that score isolated like that is pretty awesome. Again, yeah, it serves itself when you have completely engulfing, swelling scores like a John Williams or an Alan Silvestri. But to have something where it's used so minimally, and like you like you talked about, when you hit those stabs or those hits out of nowhere, or they they or they fade up and just kind of hit you like a hammer. That's yeah, that's good stuff. And I'm excited that to go back and revisit some of those some some things. So yeah, so if you have any any of your any Twilight Time titles, just 
throw it on there, switch that soundtrack over to isolated score, put subtitles on if you want to watch the movie too, and go. It's, oh man, it's, it, you see a movie, you see some of your favorites in a new light and maybe some movies that you were kind of eh about that kind of have a, that take on a new life. It's pretty cool. Yep, exactly. Sometimes, you know, it's just things you take, it's the things you take away that uh, you didn't know, you, you didn't realize were there because, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes the score is subtle. But, you know, hearing it without someone talking over it or Foley or car crashes or, you know, whatever's going on. It's uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a definite experience. Uh, if we didn't have any troubles, you probably have uh, at least downloaded to your phone, or your iPad or computer, whatever it is. You got our On Deadly Ground commentary. If you haven't seen the movie, I don't know. Would that be a fun one to watch the first time if you've never seen it before with our commentary? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh yeah, I, I think it would be. Yeah, I think we both had a we got. I mean, I had a revelation anyway. I actually enjoyed it more than I thought I did when we had our when we did the commentary. Oh yeah, man. And I had just watched it the night before, and as we're, you know, as we were watching it together, I thought, wow, this is actually pretty good. And you know, I mean, finger quotes here around a Seagal movie, but. It movie got trashed a lot. And you know, it got right, it got high, you know, it got uh, golden raspberry nominations and things like that. Hell, it even won something, but I don't think it was deserved. No, I mean, I think it just, you know, I feel like at, at that point, it, it was more of like uh, maybe Seagal had started to wear on, uh, who knows? I mean, I don't know anything. I'm only judging the movie. And I would say, like, you know, we've been watching all these 90s action movies and, and you'll, you'll hear it in the commentary or you heard it in the commentary. Uh, it's better than some other things we watched, which I wouldn't have said a year ago. Or without revisiting it. <laughs> so funny how things, you know, it's funny how things go like it. But maybe again, it's also like we had said on the commentary, perhaps this is why you're supposed to see movies with friends and not alone in your house right. on a deserted island. <laughs> right. And this is the first one that we've done where it wasn't a cold watch, like, like disengaged, or it wasn't something that you worked on. I have a feeling that, you know, if it came together properly... <laughs> If we're going to do more because it was, like you said, it's about as communal as we can get right now without yeah. sitting in the same room together. And, uh, you know, maybe it might open up an opportunity for us to maybe do a zoom watch or something like that soon. Yeah, totally. I was thinking, I was just going to say the same thing, you know, perhaps it's something that we do, you know, we expand the group to you guys on Patreon That'd be amazing. and, uh, you know, it would be fun. So let us know if you are into that. Yep. Anyway. We're so, I don't want to say we have, we had a full day already. We recorded with, with Derek and, and we took a break and then we the yeah. and, and talked again, but man, I was so like energized after our uh, conversation with Derek that I was like the hour went by so fast. Cause I was just constantly thinking about it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, dude, it was, it was, it was fun, man. I hope it turns out as, <laughs> as good and as entertaining as it was for us to, to have the discussion. And we hope you got to like it too. Yeah. We'll see if, you know, it'll be the first of many. Um, we were kind of looking at movies ahead next week, but we're going to have a lot to talk about. Should be a good time. Yeah, totally. And we didn't talk about this in, in our conversation with Derek, but when we say American dreamer, we want to make sure you understand that this is not the, <laughs> this is not the one with Joe Beth Joe Williams, Williams and yeah. Tom Conti. Yeah. I promise you that's not the same movie. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with that movie either. No, I like that movie too. It's a, it's unexpected, uh, you know. But if you're picking up Derek's movie and suddenly you're like, what in the hell am I watching? That's why. What's funny about that American Dreamer with Joe Beth Williams and Tom Conti is it's very much in the vein of like a romancing the stone kind of vibe. 
and that's and it's yeah totally not the same thing but uh still it's fun a good, anyway yeah it's a good 80s movie that you could probably if you wanted to pair it with something and have like a, an obscure 80s day you should seek out compromising positions with susan sarandon and ralph julia <laughs> and one more thing i want to point out too rick rosenthal was the director of the 1984 american dreamer he's got a funny thing because he's known for directing the movie bad boys of sean penn right he's got there's another title of of his <laughs> that you have to go make sure you get the right one because this bad boys of sean penn's very different from the bad boys with will smith and martin lawrence it's funny is when when someone says bad boys to me the first thing that pops into my head is the sean penn one 100 percent. and he's morales dude that movie's so fun. clancy brown oh my gosh oh man again that's a movie that would not be made now just would not be made now. Oh yeah, there's a whole. Yeah, well, we, we at some point there, I've got a list of movies uh, that we you can you can keep we can keep rolling this or you can cut. But there's a whole bunch of those sort of disenfranchised uh, youth movies from the early '80s. Things like uh, Over the Edge, yeah, um, Suburbia, right, yeah, Bad Boys. There, there's a little subgenre. The Boys Next Door, Penelope Spears' other film with Maxwell Caulfield from Grease Two. From Grease Two. Oh man, it was funny. Is like yeah. I have to say, I've listened to the soundtrack for Grease 2 more than uh, I've seen the movie in the last six months. In fact, I haven't seen the movie in the last six months. Well, that's not true. I started watching it. It was on, uh, let me see, it was on Tubi or Pluto, one of those. And I'm, I was just watching while I was waiting for the Blu-rays to come. Uh, yeah, we got the Blu-rays and I'll save it for another time when, when my investigation is done about that. And you'll, yeah, understand, yeah, yeah. you'll understand why when that time let's comes. Fin let's finish. Let's do some more detective work on that mess. So that's it, really. And again, look forward to later on this week when uh, our first Filmnesia drops. And I'm excited for everybody to to uh, get give us feedback on it. Yeah, me too, man. So you know, let us know. Also, uh, you know, check out this. Uh, check out on Deadly Ground. Just put it on. Start the movie. Listen to us babble. Yeah, it's, you might love it. It's a it's a rent or buy digitally right now or 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 on disc uh unfortunately it's not streaming anywhere maybe in three months down the line when you maybe just discovering our show it may be there for you to to consume through a streaming service or through an hbo or something like that but give it a chance man it's it's gonna surprisingly entertaining i'm glad we chose mark for death that and had fun with you know ramping on that because if we had chosen this it would have been like man right <laughs> well yeah you know i mean we would have had nowhere to go all right, so if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow Corey on Instagram at culprit97 or on Letterboxd at Corey underscore Culp. If you want to follow Freddie, you can follow me at rockandroller33 on Instagram or Tom Cody on Letterboxd. That Tom Cody on Twitter is not you, is it? No. Mm -mm. Well, they're following me now. The real Tom Cody? The real Tom Cody. Yep, it's me too. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's, it is not me. Maybe it's the real Tom Cody. Oh, maybe it is because it says so, right? That's what it says. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. That's that. That's it. Cool.